Thank you so much for hitting play on House Party. If you like what you hear, please click the subscribe button in your podcast app. That way you'll get every episode delivered to your device and you won't miss a thing. If you're feeling extra generous, please scroll down and give us a five-star rating or write a review. This helps with our discoverability on your podcast app, and that's awesome because we're always looking to grow our community of real estate heads. That's it. Let's get to the show. Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. The number one thing on everybody's mind right now is coronavirus, and uh, we are not um, exempt from that. The three of us are coming to you from our respective homes. We're uh, staying out of the office, practicing social distancing as it may be and trying to be responsible and safe um so that we can keep everybody healthy so uh bear with us because we're not looking at each other um Mm -hmm. we're trying to have a conversation but we wanted to um continue on with the podcast yeah and we you know we are gonna have uh one of our segments talk a little bit about coronavirus and the housing market and kind of how it's affecting buyers and sellers. Um, we spoke with a real estate agent who's experiencing this. And then we also spoke with one of our editors who has been editing stories about this. And, uh, you know, we we realized that it's important to discuss this. It's, it's like Rachel said, top of mind. Um, but, you know, we're going to dedicate the rest of our episode to some fun celebrity housing stories because it is nice to have that balance. Um, It's difficult, you know, to turn the TV and be inundated with all this information. And while it's important to be completely up to date with everything and be safe and in the know, um, it's also important to have something enjoyable to listen to. So that's, uh, that's why we're carrying on this week and um, we hope that you enjoy it. Okay, we're going to start our conversation with Mariana Papalardo. She's a real estate agent with Golden Gate Sotheby's International Realty, and she represents buyers and sellers in the San Francisco Bay Area. Hi there. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're yes. really excited to get your inside scoop on what the house hunting process is like right now in the age of coronavirus. And I'm sure that you've seen, you know, just the process kind of be upended by having to take precautions. Especially um, in the Bay Area, where, um, which is being very hard hit right now. Well, I, I think uh, this weekend is going to be the uh, weekend that we're going to see um, the highest impact. Um, mm-hmm. Up until this point, you know, it's been sort of laughter and funny jokes and a lot of elbow um, greetings mm-hmm. and people just shying away from, you know, uh, reaching out your hand. And, and uh, But this week it, it started to actually uh, be, be a lot more serious. And now more than ever, I think it is really important to use you know, um, the other forums. Uh, so on, on all my like Facebook and social media advertising and on LinkedIn, we give the option to our buyers that please inst- instant message me and I will give you a private tour um, to limit the exposure of, you know, of the virus. Um, so I think in this day and age, um, the sort of FaceTime, the, the YouTube, and of course, uh, Yaza, 
really makes uh, a lot of sense. And those are all, I mean, YouTube and, and FaceTime, we know, are, are um, video streaming services. But um, you mentioned Yaza. That's also where you can share video? Yeah. So Yaza is this um, app that I've been uh, actively using in, in my day-to-day real estate. And so it's a, it's a really good way to uh, share posts that are na- narrated a little video walkthroughs um, and it's just very address specific. You can walk through the entire property and uh, it's been very useful to me up until this point. But now with this virus, it's actually even more so relevant than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you a funny story. Um, one of my colleagues and fellow agents had an open house last weekend and he was just absolutely mesmerized by this. There, there was a buyer that came through in a full-blown hazmat suit with a mask. <laughs> no. no. Really? 100%. And he wow. was taking video of the house, and, and he just you know looks at my agent friend, and he says, I like the house. Thumbs up. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I'm sure – Oh, I'm sorry, oh. Natalie, go no, ahead. No, you go ahead, Rachel. You go ahead. I was just going to ask, what kind of response have you gotten – from buyers and sellers to the idea of virtually showing a home? Do they feel like they're actually getting a good feel for it? Have you had success with people virtually touring a home, maybe not even stepping foot in it and then making an offer? Well, yeah, I I have to say that uh, we have a lot of clients and, and families that are constantly in two different places at the same time. And a lot of people travel um, specifically, I had a house in, in Belmont, a listing where the wife came through and the husband just vetoed based on uh, video content. Uh, he bought the house without ever seeing it. He trusted his wife. And, you know, <laughs> As he should have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, video, video footage is so thorough. And people, a lot of our buyers are doing it on their own anyway, just on their iPhones, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, I mean, you could get so detail-oriented. You see every nook and cranny and every, you know, little blemish. Um, and also, you see the neighborhood. Um, so I think we're going to start using that a lot more in real estate. I mean, we're already using it in our advertising and marketing. Uh, people are really drawn to, you know, raw footage, not scripted footage. Just right. like uh, a coiffed video footage doesn't get as many views as one that's a little rough around the edges and truly shows you what it's really like, right? Authentic, right. right. Kind of similar to like when people go live on Instagram or Facebook or something, that the totally. videos that always do better are just kind of, you know, more more casual and, and not the, yeah, like you said, like the overproduced things. So that, that makes a lot of sense. It feels more authentic. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Mariana, thank you so much for joining us on House Party and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much. So now we're joined by our colleague, Judy Dutton. Uh, Judy is one of our fellow editors at Realtor.com, and she recently worked on a piece about home selling in the age of coronavirus and kind of how the whole process of buying a home and selling a home has is changing in this era when coronavirus is a big issue. Uh, hey Judy. Hi Natalie. How's how are you? How are you holding up? How's everyone doing? I am holed up at home, and I'm really happy about it. So, what are you seeing in terms of the impact of coronavirus on home selling? 
Sure. Well, when I was editing this article on home buying and home selling in the age of coronavirus, it, it became very clear to me that the problem with real estate is that it's a contact sport. You expose yourself to lots of potential germs when you shake hands, interact at open houses, touching doorknobs, light switches, opening closets, seeing how much closet space there is inside. And in the mm-hmm. age of coronavirus, that's a very scary thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so the article that I was working on explored the Seattle market because Seattle, Washington is ground zero for coronavirus in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so I was curious to hear more from the real estate agents there about what, what it's like at this point, because that could certainly be a harbinger of what could be happening or could soon unfold in other areas of the U.S. Some of the real estate agents that we spoke to there did say that some home sellers, uh, they decided to just not have them anymore. Instead of doing open houses, they would just do individual home showings as people are interested. And so that's one thing that home sellers are doing to lower their exposure levels. Have any of the real estate agents talked to you about doing like virtual tours or um, meeting with potential buyers and maybe giving them like a Skype tour of a house if they if the owner doesn't want to have people come in their house? Sure, sure. That's definitely a big trend right now um, is that because nobody everybody wants to do as much research as they can remotely. So virtual tours are a big thing. And there was one company who offers and produces virtual tours. And he said business is booming. So, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, a virtual tour can't really take the place of seeing a house a house in person, but it can really help you narrow down your options, right? You can mm-hmm. kind of go through and really get a pretty good sense of the place and whether you think it's a place you'd want to see in person. Have right. you heard of anybody closing, actually making an offer and closing on a deal on a house without seeing it in person? <laughs> Not yet. Although I remember a statistic that one in five homes are bought sight unseen. So that's one that's in five already. That's surprisingly high. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of those people are just people who are relocating and they really don't have a choice one way or the other. Um, but, uh, you know, given that number is already pretty high. And you know what? If you've ever taken a virtual tour, it's pretty good at this point. It, mm-hmm. it really does kind of feel like you're there in the house and you're kind of moving through the house. So I think as the virtual tours are getting better and better and better, it, it doesn't seem quite as scary as, as you might think. And then you add coronavirus on top of it, and it, it seems to be a, a no-brainer. Builtr.com offers that capability. Just yeah. get plug in there. <laughs> right. And I, I don't know yet. Right. I think sometimes you can get really fancy bells and whistles uh, sort of virtual tours, which cost more money. And yet um, the companies we spoke to who do these virtual tours say that home sellers are paying for it now more than than in the past before pre-coronavirus. So have you seen this affect like other parts of the transaction where people don't want to meet necessarily face to face? Absolutely. So for example, in New York, we talked to a real estate agent um, and New York is where I'm based and everyone here is in a complete panic about, about the coronavirus. So um, we talked to a real estate agent here who said that there's also a certain number of people who don't want to even meet for the home closing at the end. You know, home closing is the day when everybody gets together and everyone signs papers and shakes hands and distributes right. checks. That's like as touchy-feely as you can get. And, um, and some people are postponing their closings. So I thought that was interesting, too, is that it's affecting all steps of the 
home buying process from the very beginning with open houses to all the way at the end with home closings. Got it. You know, those lavish open houses, part like the lavish party atmosphere with the little crudités and the canapes, mm. that kind of finger food and baked cookies. I think those days are over for a little while, but people still at the end of the day, if they need to buy a house or sell a house, they're going to find a way. Judy, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, sorry it's such a, you know, dark topic, but <laughs> it's important no. to get right. It's realistic, though. So we have been on Duggar Watch for quite a while. A, a, a year or so. A year or so. It feels like longer. It, it does feel long. <laughs> I mean, it does feel like a long time. It, it actually does. For those of you who um, aren't up on it, Duggar Watch is how we lovingly refer to all the news coming out about the Duggar family, the family from um, the TV show 19 Kids and Counting. It started off as, what, 16 Kids and Counting? Then it went to 19 Kids and Counting? Yeah. Um, they're a family from Arkansas. They have a T- TLC show. Um, they're a huge family. And it just chronicles their life. And they have been trying to sell this really strange looking home in Arkansas for a long time. Um, and lo and behold, they finally sold it. Yep. Sound sound the alarm. It's uh, sound whatever you need to, to do to maybe an air horn. And um, I think the most remarkable thing about this is they didn't really take a loss, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, if you don't factor in whatever time and money and it, it whatever it took to bring this mansion back to life it, they sold it uh, finally middle of february for 1.53 million and we went on Duggar watch last may is when we went on Duggar watch the mark this house went on the market it's a big huge mansion in arkansas it went on the market for 1.8 million so this was a fixer-upper yeah correct? totally yeah th- this place it's a 10,000 square foot it's kind of like a round it's not i shouldn't say kind of like it's a round <laughs> mansion and it's in this corner of northwest Arkansas. It's 10,000 square feet. It's huge. And when they bought mm-hmm. it, it was pretty dilapidated. Yeah. What were what were some of the barriers to selling this place? Well, so it went on the market, it, you know, like I said, for $1.8 million last May. And almost immediately got a price cut down to $1.65. And what we kind of, you know, noticed back at the time is that, it, I mean, the place felt cavernous. I mean, it's huge. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't anything inside it. I mean, the the work that they'd done to the flooring, the the walls, it, it all looked nice, but it just felt like I don't know, more of like a a, a corporate retreat center, <laughs> a corporate retreat center. <laughs> exactly, it gave off that corporate retreat center vibe. So the price was cut, and then it was cut again in July of last year, down to one point four five, and then it went even further down to one point one million in September. And I think at that time. We highlighted it again. It was one of our most popular homes of the week. And then it kind of disappeared from the market for a bit. The home went off market. It reappeared then in December, but the listing price went up to 1.38. Yeah. And so what they did and what was, the I think, the smart strategy is they actually staged the home. So mm. then you have, fern- I mean, I, you, we've talked probably in the past about staging on, on a number of other pods, but they 
put stuff in the home so you could visualize what these grand, huge 10,000 square foot spaces could look like if you're actually living in the home. Yeah, it definitely speaks to the power of staging and just how effective that can be in listing. And did they reshoot the photos too? Yeah, they retook retook the listing photos. And the the kicker was that in the listing details, it said, if you're interested, you can... The, you can buy all the furnishings within the home. Oh. So is that, do you know if that's what the buyers did? I'm, I'm not 100% sure that they did, but I mean, because this is such a huge home, I would think you'd want all the furnishings you you can get. You could possibly uh, get your hands on <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it's it's... It looks like a mountain retreat on the inside, this place. Um, there's a lot of, like, stacked brick. There's... A huge stacked brick fireplace. There's great wooden beams. The, it, the ceiling actually, is that, like that. High... Actually, might be manufactured stone veneer. <laughs> that might be, which is trending, <laughs> according to um, the IBS International <laughs> Business Show. <laughs> but that Rachel attended. That she she got that info for us. Uh, yeah, I got, I got all the IBS. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm just looking at the photos and I mean, the furniture helps. It definitely helps you visualize it as not a retreat center, but yeah, it certainly doesn't people hurt. Live. The house is kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's in Springdale, Arkansas, which like we've discussed when we talked about this house previously, it's near the Walmart headquarters. It's if I'm correct. That, yeah, it's in that northwest Arkansas corner up there, you know, I think co- kind of close to Bentonville. But the median mm-hmm. list price in Springdale is only two hundred and one thousand dollars. So this, oh my God. <laughs> this place was this place is way outside the norm for Springdale. This place is um six hundred and fifty nine point seven six percent more expensive than nearby properties. Yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 out according of, to it, realtor.com. Right. It's it, yes. it, it, uh, it sticks out let's say in Springdale but uh, yeah they finally sold it and it it like I say and it, what we've been talking about it's a testament to the power of staging and then kind of and then and also remarketing your property if it's not working if you know if a sale is not happening and your property feels like it's languishing on the market um, a new strategy might be in order well good for the Duggars that's all I have to say about that <laughs> Good for the Duggars. They got their they got their millions. And while we don't know what kind of exa- what profit they exactly cleared, I mean, they spent two hundred and thirty thousand. They spent years renovating the place, and they ended up with one point five three million. So you do the math. Who knows what they'll do next? Who knows? Let's move on to kind of a similar story. Um, yeah, this one this one has a but, know, kind of an easy transition. Yeah, but it's a very different type of house in a very tip, different type of location. Yes. Um, Adam Lambert, we first met him uh, on American Idol. And since he's kind of been in the music industry, um, he bought this beautiful Los Angeles bachelor pad, uh, put it on the market, and it is having trouble selling. Yeah. And so from time to time, we like to do these stories of why does someone's house not sell what's the problem yeah so from time to time um stop you both just said from time to time (laughs) from time to time is one of our favorite phrases i just was trolling um so adam lambert yeah he's one of the more successful american idol alums and he first put this place it's in the hollywood hills it went on the market in 2017 for four million and then it's kind of just bounced on and off the market. The last time we saw it, it was listed for $3.35 million in May 2019. 
And then it finally fell off the market for good this January 2020. And uh, I don't know. I mean, this was a weird one because homes in the Hollywood Hills that give off this kind of energy that have that L.A. vibe, you would think that this one would sell, but it didn't really take off. And what happened then in February was a new agency took over the listing. They kept the price at 3.35, but what they did was they, they restaged it took different pictures with different lighting and that made all the difference. They also then amped up their social media marketing campaign. And then also the, the, the most important point here for them was that I think maybe prior agents had kind of been marketing maybe as a family home. And this distinctly is not a family home. It's a home mm-hmm. for either a young couple or a single woman or a guy. Absolutely. I'm shocked that they would market this as a fam- market this as a family home. Like, what? <laughs> right. I mean, it, it does it it doesn't well, you probably wouldn't want to exclude right, families you don't want to, and you, you can't as a listing agent. But No, you can't exclude, but it, it it has stairs everywhere. It's on a hill and and it's kind of got different levels. It's the size of the house is not really suitable for a family. So, um they didn't focus on that. They they solely focused on buyers that were looking for a cool LA pad and the strategy paid off. This home sold like within a month after being relisted this February. What is Adam Lambert up to? He is touring touring the world with Queen. He is the, the, the Oh yeah, isn't he like their new the vocalist, yeah. I think he did That's a pretty cool I think they did a cover of the Grammys, I want to say, this year. And it was pretty impressive. I, I actually think Adam Lambert is a pretty impressive musician. And they did... Absolutely. They, didn't they open the Oscars? I want to say he yes. helped... Op- yeah, they opened the Oscars not this year, 2020, but 2019, with a with a Queen song because of Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Am, am Correct. Buddy, you know. make a big noise playing in the street. Gonna be a big man. Yeah, I just Googled Adam Lambert, and apparently a former boyfriend of his tweeted something about coronavirus, and Adam Lambert liked it. Mm. Fascinating. (laughs) Yeah. Good job on those reporting skills, Natalie. (laughs) I mean, I wonder if Queen is going to keep doing shows. Probably not. I I think a lot of people are going to be canceling those shows. No, no. I think most most musicians are probably... So he actually has a different home in the Hollywood Hills that he bought in 2018. So he has a place to crash. I was going to say, hopefully he's not homeless now that his place finally sold. No, no, no. He has a place to crash. Thank God. Yes. But yeah, so this is another, I mean, I, you know, we're, we're hitting on the same theme with the uh, Duggars, but this is another one where listing photos and a, and a kind of a refocus of the marketing really paid off in a sale. I mean, it's two in a row this week. Let's move on to winners and losers. This is our segment at the end of the episode when we talk about celebrities, the houses they bought, sold, or rented, and we choose one winner, one loser. And as you can probably guess, the winner made a good deal and the loser might have lost some cash. So we are going to start with our loser because we want to end on a good note. Um, Our loser this week is Rick Pitino. 
former college basketball coach. He's coached a number of schools, most notably um, Louisville. He hasn't been able to sell his Florida mansion. Yeah. And for that, we are calling him our loser. Yeah. This place in Florida, it's on a small island. It's called Indian Creek Village. It's like a little tiny island off of um, like Miami Beach. And there are only 38 home sites on this little island. And I think it's gated. It's, you know, it's, it's away from Miami Beach. And this place has been on and off the market since 2009, if you can believe that. Wow. Where, oh, my God. Where were <laughs> More you in than two, a decade. Where were you in 2009? Innocent times. Um, I was in college. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Were you really? I was. I, yeah, I graduated in 2011. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. So this has been on the market for quite a while. Uh, it has been upgraded since 2009. The, the mansion has been redone and revamped. Um, now it, it came back like in its new form in, tw- in 2016 for $25.9 million. Uh, mm-hmm. Then now it just hit the market again last month for around $21.5 million. So we talked to a few agents down in Miami area to find out like, what the heck? Why, why is this place not selling? And what they told us was that this place, although there are only 40 sites on this little island, this place happens to be in a less desirable, if you can imagine no, that, stop. part of the wow. island. Yeah, there, you know, as you can imagine, right, there's two sides. To Train this tracks. I- there, right, there's two sides to this island. One side faces on to a kind of a canal, and the other side faces out onto Biscayne Bay, which is, you know, just an open waterway and looks you know the views i'm sure are, are amazing from that side and this, this is a canal this house. is the canal side so th- these are these are not as desirable of these you know very few homes these ones are less desirable so that's part of it and may i ask and patino's patino's house was priced um comparably to the other homes on the island well, uh right and that that's another point though that, i mean i'm glad you brought that up though there's it's hard to draw comps because it's such a small little you know enclave of homes there's mm-hmm. only one other place currently for sale and it's a place that looks out on biscayne bay and it's only a plot of land there's nothing on it and it's 31.8 million. Oh my goodness yeah right exactly so this place is like what did i say 21 and a half million and there are the agents that we spoke with said it still might be overpriced. And buyers are simply looking at the land value of this home. The, the, if a home, one of the agents we spoke to said, if a home is older than 10 years old in Miami, it's pretty much just land value. The, the, even though this is a fabulous mansion, you, I, I encourage you guys to look at the listing photos. It's not It's not any, in any sense a teardown of what we would think of as like a an old dilapidated mansion. It's... Per- no, there's some good bones to this place for sure. It's perfectly oh, I, nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's perfect. It'd be it'd be a shame if it got torn down. Yeah, but that, in the opinion of one of the agents we spoke with, it, he made it sound like that's going to have to be the case if, you know, mm. unless they really drastically cut the price down. Interesting. And so and so, it's been on the market for a while. Yes. Uh, with no end in sight. It's a so. beautiful waterfront property in, it's called Indian Creek Village and, uh, you know, 9,700 square feet, eight bedrooms, elevator, formal dining room, chef's kitchen, large gym, 118 feet of water frontage, all the, you know, 
the all the luxe things we're accustomed to seeing in these huge mansions, but it just is not selling at all. If he does sell, hmm. would you consider making him our winner of the week? <laughs> of course I would. Okay. Well, let's we'll keep an eye on this one. Please do. Um so yeah, so Rick Patino, loser of the week. Let's move on to winner of the week. Uh this week's winner is a very funny celebrity, a very funny actress, Melissa McCarthy. She has quite a real estate portfolio in Los Angeles, actually. Um, and for that, we're calling her our winner. So she recently bought a brand new home in the San Fernando Valley, specifically Valley Village, um, which is for any of you Vanderpump rules heads, uh, where a lot of them own homes now. Um, she recently bought a home for 2.4 million. Uh, and then she also owns two other homes. Eric, tell us a little bit about those. Yeah. So she owns two homes in Toluca Lake, one that she, uh, put on the rental market. I believe it was last year. Right. Um, yeah. And then I think we talked about it, right? We may have talked about it and they were offering it for $10,000 a month. And then, they also own a larger home in Toluca Lake, which was their primary residence. So the Toluca, Toluca Lake home that was up for rent, I think, was their kind of their beginner home in, in the area. And I think mm -hmm. this home, I you know, I don't want to speculate. I don't know why they bought this Valley Village home, but I, it, I'm guessing it might be for one of their daughters or a family mm. member or as a, some sort of a rental property. Yeah, it's a brand new home too, right? It's it's, it's a, yeah, brand it's new. It's new kind of got it's a little bit farmhousey vibe. I you know it's mm -hmm. a, it's that farmhouse crossed with modern. I don't know if you guys love the decor. I don't. Um, you don't. Yeah, I mean that that vibe has been popping up a lot in the San Fernando Valley and Valley Village. I know. Yes, I've I've seen I've seen this in Encino, Sherman Oaks. Oh and yeah. Also in in. Yeah, I don't like it. You don't like it? Okay, well that's fine. Yeah, I. I, I think it looks cheap. One of. Uh, the women that I spoke with that lives, she lives in Valley Village. She said, this house is black. And she was, as they were building it, she said, I, who is going to buy this black house? And she was shocked to find out <laughs> that Melissa McCarthy bought it. I think that interior, that kind of like nouveau farmhouse style, I think that's, I think that's going to go out. I think that we're going to start looking at that, how we look at like modern farmhouse or. Um, I think it might. It, it's giving me vibes of almost the Scandinavian trend. It just, it needs yeah. to be, first of all, it looks cheap to me. Second of all, I think it needs to be warmed up a little bit. Or it just needs some more personality. Well, and exactly. It's Melissa McCarthy, so I am pretty sure she's going to hire a designer if, to remedy whatever problems you guys see. Yeah. I mean, nonetheless, it's a beautiful house. Um, she owns three houses in LA. Who knew? So for that, she is our... Winner of the week. I have a hot take. What's her hot take? She's not that funny. <gasps> okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. She was good in bride. She Did was you... good in bridesmaids. And tell me what other things she was funny in. I ju I think I just more enjoy her personality. Like when I've seen yeah. her on the you know the press circuit and whatnot, mm -hmm. I enjoy watching her. But I would agree with you. She's not like knee slapping, laugh out loud, hilarious. Right. Yeah, no. I Rachel, are you are you a big because of your you know your network TV viewing? Oh are you a big Mike and Molly? <laughs> a big a big Mike and Molly fan? Oh. How dare you? It's a valid question. Is that show still on? I don't know. You would know. I, I would like to 
remind you that you, Natalie, are the queen of the biggest network TV show, The Office. That is... So, suck it. uh, Horse of a different color. Yeah, but I don't watch Mike and Molly. Okay. Well, that is it for this episode of House Party. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, please subscribe, write us a review, and rate our show. Uh, It'd be a big help. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us podcast at realtor.com. We do a segment, a semi-weekly segment called the mailbox in which we answer listener questions. So email us all of your design and real estate questions. Uh, If we don't know the answer, we will ask an expert and we'll read it on the show. Rachel, do you want to talk about social media? Sure. You can also give us a follow on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you like to do your socials. We are at House Party Pod on both of those. Um, And if you're interested in reading any of the stories that we talked about today, seeing any of the photos that we were looking at, we know you do, uh, please go to realtor.com slash news or just type the topic into your search engine, um, that topic in realtor.com. It should come right up. Thank you so much again, and we will catch you later, and please stay safe. Bye. Bye. Bye.